Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. I preached last week about a disciple mindset, but it was out of Matthew 16, 21, 27, you know, where, where Jesus rebuked Peter. He rebuked him. And uh, he rebuked him for trying to divert Jesus away from completing the mission that the Father had sent him on. And you know in that passage of Scripture where, where he turned and said, you know, get behind me, Satan. We know in Peter's mind he was just trying to do the right thing. Like he was thinking, well, wait a minute. You know, we, do, we don't want that to happen to you. We got, you know, we got, you know, this thing's moving. We got things going. There's meetings are full. Everything's happening. And, and, uh, and now you're telling us you're going to go and, and uh, be crucified on a cross. He's like, no way. We, we, we don't want that to happen to you. But you see, Peter was thinking with the carnal mind and not the mind of the spirit. And Isaiah chapter 61 The prophet brought this word in verse 1 to 3 and it says, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning and a garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of his splendour. And we know that Isaiah was prophesying of the Messiah to come. We know that was Jesus. And it says that the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord anointed him. That word anoint in the Greek is Christo. It's where we get the word Christ. Jesus Christ, Jesus anointed And the commentaries tell us this, that the anointing did not signify merely a ceremony of induction to office, but was a symbol of the power and the Spirit of God resting upon the person to enable him to do his work. This was preeminently true in Christ, who was God. And I believe this is the goal of every follower of Christ. I think this is the goal of every follower, to each one of us to wake up every morning and with absolute confidence to begin to declare the Spirit of the Lord is upon me and He has anointed me to whatever I front today, to whatever situation I'm in, to whatever door opens, whatever opportunity God presents, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me that I am anointed to bring life into that situation, to heal the brokenhearted, to do whatever it takes to fulfil that situation. I'm your man. 
I'm your man. I believe God has taken us into a new season as a church. And together, you know, we're going to see the Spirit of God move like never before. I think it's our time. I think it's our season for this, to go next level with the Spirit of God upon us. And uh, our, our responsibility, though, is for ourselves to be positioned, to position ourselves. You know, to put ourselves in that place to open up our hearts, to receive the anointing to fulfill the mission that God has called every believer. Every believer. I mean, why did you become Christian? Why did you cross that line? Why did, why did you make that decision to leave my old life behind and I'm stepping into a position of following Christ as my Lord? Listen to it, as my Lord and Saviour. Now, we all love the Saviour part, amen? Like the Saviour, that's good. We don't want the alternative. We want the salvation from the alternative. But what about Lord? That's next level. That's next level. And I think it's our time to receive the Spirit of God and to follow what Jesus has done Himself in Scripture and to build the kingdom. Three things we're looking at today. Number one is you've got to know that it's not your strength. It's not in your strength. Matthew, Matthew chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, As soon as Jesus was baptised, he went up out of the water, and at that moment heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love, and uh, with him I am well pleased. This is where the journey began for Jesus. This is where the journey began. It was, it was at that baptism that the Spirit of God came and alighted on him. That means it, to settle or to stay after descending. It's like when a bird flies to a tree, to a branch. And it, it rests on that branch and it remains. It's like when the Spirit of God came upon Jesus when he came up out of that water. And he anoints him with power from on high. Now, you probably got asked the question, well, Jesus, the Son of God, why does he need power from on high, like why does he need power on the spirit? And the question is that uh, the answer is that it's because he was God incarnate. Jesus positioned himself in the same confines as you and I, so that he could demonstrate to us that it's not by might, not by power, but by the spirit of God that rested upon him. John tells us in chapter 1, verse 1, that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14, it says, Then the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In other words, Jesus positioned himself 
I believe he had the same confines in the flesh as you and I have today. The same confines in the flesh as you and I. But when the Spirit of God came upon him, when the Holy Spirit touched his life, came upon his flesh, he was able to do amazing miracles. Able to do amazing miracles. I mean, how unfair would it be for God to send you and I on a mission in our own strength? I mean, it doesn't make sense. We, in our flesh, in our own strength, we, we, we don't have the ability to be able to perform miracles. But when the Spirit of God comes upon you, Zechariah 4, 6, I said it before, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And you see, this is the stumbling block to every one of us, the stumbling block to many believers. The Spirit of God calls you to do something. But then immediately, immediately the flesh rises up within us and says, you can't do that. I'm not able to do that. Spirit of God says, look, you are anointed. Go and speak to that person or go and pray for that person. Oh, well, gee, I could never do that. I mean, I, I could, I could never. What if they ask me a question I can't answer? The easiest, easy um, answer to that is just make something up. No, I'm kidding. I think many do, by the way. I think many do. But it's as, it's as simple as that. It's allowing the Spirit of God to come upon you and to be able to go in the power of the Spirit. I remember one time I was in India and um, me and a mate went to minister in this village for the evening and we went out in one of those little auto shores, you know, sort of all hunched in there like in these little auto shores. And uh, we arrived at this village and I've got to tell you the most... The, the most downcast, saddest people I'd ever seen. And we drove into this, this village and it was like a cloud of oppression. So what the heck? What's, what's going on here? We said to our interpreter, he said, well, what's, what's happened? And they said, oh, all these, this village works at a mill. And, the mill. and they haven't paid them for three months. And so they started to riot because they hadn't been paid. And, of course, the police were called in and sided with the, the mill and beat up the men and, and they all ran away and hid until, you know, they've just come back. But the whole place was under this defeated oppression. My mate gets up and he, he preaches a salvation message. You know, we weren't known preachers of the day. It was just a... Salvation message, everyone puts their hand up. We're like, whoa. Okay, that's, that's good. Prayed salvation for everybody. And then I got up and preached on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Every one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. Every one of them were filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. And, and we are, me and my mate are standing there, we are gobsmacked. Because we're like, how in the heck did that happen? It was by the Spirit. It wasn't us. It was by the Spirit of the Lord. We got to partner with that. We got to enjoy that. We got to, you know, step into that. But it was really the Spirit of God, not us. 
And we, we popped back in that little auto shore and went away from the, the village. They don't go very fast. People ran after the auto shore and just, just screaming and, and just joy upon them. See, it's the Spirit of God. Spirit of God's not us. We just got to be available and present ourselves. The second thing today is that there's no plan B. No plan B. Matthew chapter 4, let's read that from verse 8 to 10. It says that uh, again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendour. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. And Jesus said, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Same thing he said to Peter. You know, get behind me, Satan. I am on a mission from the Father. There's no plan B. See, what, what they were doing, they were, they were trying to offer Jesus a crossless way out. See, we'll give you all, we'll give you all the cities. We'll give you all the, the, the splendour and all that. But all you've got to do is bow down. and All you've got to do is turn your back on Dad. Turn your back on the Father and come and worship me and I'll give you, and you won't have to go to the cross. And I don't care who you are, not going to the cross, your flesh is going, pick me, pick me, pick me. The last thing we want to do is go to the cross. The cross was something that Jesus had in the back of his mind all the time. We know that because in the garden, the night before he was arrested, he knew what was coming. He knew what was coming and the flesh, the flesh was, was, was wanting to find a way out. That's why he prayed that prayer. Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet not my will, but your will be done. You see, Jesus would never have obeyed, uh, disobeyed the Father no matter what the sacrifice looked like. I wonder, would we do the same? I wonder, believer today, follower of Christ, if we would do the same, that no matter what the sacrifice was, we aren't, we're, not, we're not settling for plan B. There's no, there's no crossless salvation. Without the cross, you don't get the salvation. That's, that's the way it is in Scripture. Now, I'm sure that, you know, many of us are not going to be nailed to a cross. If any of us, hopefully in our time, we won't be nailed to a cross, but we will face sacrifice. We will have to sacrifice something. Some part of our flesh will have to sacrifice for the cause of Christ. And I'm here to tell you the good news today. That's a good thing. Sacrifice is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. I had someone say to me the other week, I said, hey, I said, oh, oh, this week has been so hard. I said, hard is good. Hard is good. 
Because if it's a hard week, it means you've been challenged. It means you've probably been forced to your knees to call upon heavens, you know, to God, help me in this. God, move in me. Gee, it keeps us humble. It keeps us positioned right, saying, no, I've got this, I've got this. Oh, Lord, I need you every day. I need you every day, every way. I, you know, I'm prepared to give up whatever I need to give up. Because there's no plan B for me. There's no plan B for me. I mean, I know each one of us has a desire to move in the spirit, to, to have a move of God upon our life. Who likes that? I, I love it. I love it. I've travelled the world. I've travelled the world seeking the outpouring of the Spirit upon my life. Highway Church was birthed out of one meeting that happened to me in Toronto in Canada where the Spirit of God smashed me on that carpet for hours. And I got up off that floor and I said, I've got to do something full-time for God. I was a businessman. I had my own business. I was running that. And I got off that floor and said, no, 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 I can't do this anymore. And they said to us a couple of weeks later, they said, look, we're thinking of planting a church in Ormo. Would you guys like to do it? I said, yep. Never pastored before. Never thought I was ever good enough, to be honest with you. But the opportunity came. I knew my life had been changed. Jesus had touched me. No plan B. Sacrifice the business, whatever it takes. Sold my house once and went to Bible college. Came out with nothing. Not a cent. Not a cent. Lost the house, everything. Cost me the whole year of Bible college that I was there. Never regretted it. Never regretted it. Sacrifice is not a bad thing when you sacrifice something for the Lord. I have seen it, honestly. I'm, I could go on for hours with it. But I have seen it over and over again. You can't, you can't. He, he will not, he will never turn his back on one sacrifice you make. Because he knows how powerful it is. He knows how powerful it is. That's why fasting is so good. Who likes fasting? Yeah, I got... It's either a liar or a very strange person. No, it's like... I, love, I know, baby, I know. It's good, it's good. But it's true, hey, the flesh. I mean, I love fasting, but my flesh? My flesh... The churning inside, the hunger, you know, the desperation, my stomach thinks my throat's cut. You know, it's like, it's, it's hard to fast. But gee, you know, your spirit loves it. Your spirit loves it. Your spirit rises up on the inside and says, go, let's do this. We can conquer. We can overcome. Nothing is too big for us. Why? Because we've sacrificed our limitation. Our flesh is our limitation. Wow. We say, you get behind me, Satan. Get behind me, Satan. There's no plan B. There's no plan B. Mark 8:34 says, then he called the crowd 
to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. Take up their cross and follow me. But there is a reason that we want to be anointed. There's a reason that we want the Spirit of God upon us. Number three today is to go in power. To go in power. Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to. Listen to it. He has anointed me to. Go and. You see, we sometimes stop there. Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me. No, he's. Done that for a reason. He's done it too. And if you don't think God has put this service together, you know nothing. Because with Ruth's communion, you know, on mission, read the words in the songs. With what David had, they got no idea what I was preaching on. Amen. He didn't say because he has anointed me to sit in his glory for the rest of my life. Hasn't anointed me to come and sit in church and complain about the volume. (laughs) Or the style or the lights or the car park or the... Amen. I hope I have offended someone today. No, so that I could go in power and proclaim good news to the poor, freedom for the prisoners, sight for the blind, set the oppressed free to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. That that is our commission as Christians. That's why the Spirit of the Lord rests upon us. That's what He anoints us to do. And, you know, there is, a, there is a spiritual flesh, if that makes sense. There's a flesh that loves the Spirit. You see, you can seek the Spirit merely to satisfy the flesh. Are you hearing me? We, we, think, we think going after God, you know, I've got to go deeper. I've got to go deeper. Why? Well, that lets the flesh off the hook. That make sense? So I've got, to, I've got to go deeper in God. I've had people come to me, Pastor, um, we're going to leave your church. We're going to get something deeper. And in my mind, I'm thinking, and I don't say it because I'm a nice guy, right? <laughs> but in my head, I'm thinking, why do you want to go deeper when you're not outworking what you already know? I mean, what are you going to do? Go deeper sitting in another church doing absolutely nothing. Amen? Why? Because the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me too. Too. 
to make a difference everywhere I go, to be a flow of life. Not a, not a piece of flesh that's dammed up the spirit so that it can't contain any more and then it stagnates, then it sours, then it goes to another church. I've seen it, folks. I've seen it. It breaks my heart. Not that they leave my church, but they're, they're deluded in thinking that is Christianity. Oh, the more I find of God, the more I get to know God, the more and the flesh is going, yeah, keep seeking God. Because then I don't have to do anything. Amen. It's got to be a flow of life. He anoints me so that when I'm sitting on that park bench and he says to me, make conversation with that person, I want to heal them. I'm like, can you believe this weather? Can you believe this COVID? Just don't get into the vaccine thing. That, that, that'll, that'll kill the conversation right there. But you know, it's like, hey, did you get flooded? Did you get flooded out? You know, no? Or yes. Yeah, we lost half of half the bottom. Hey, do you need someone to come around and help you clean? I, I can get a bunch of people from our church. Well, we'll come over. We'll, we'll, we'll help you set the whole place back together again. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? He has anointed me too. Yeah. Maybe that person's just absolutely broken, shattered. You know, hey, listen, I don't know whether you're a person of faith or not, but would you mind if I just prayed for you? I've yeah. never had anyone say no. Yeah. Never had anyone say no. Look, you know, you may not, but I believe that I believe in miracles and if you'd let me just pray for you, I don't do them, but I believe in them and if God does a miracle, you've got nothing to lose. Amen? Why? Because he has anointed me too. Too. And you don't have to be super spiro to do that. Okay, you don't have to be super spiro to do that. You don't have to shake and quake and flip and flop to get that done. You just got to allow the Spirit of God. Be real. Be real. Be real. Go in power. Go in power. He didn't die for some wet hanky. Ever blown your nose with a wet hanky? He didn't die for that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me too. Take every opportunity. Wake up tomorrow morning, I challenge you. Wake up tomorrow morning and say exactly that scripture. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me and today he has anointed me too. I don't know what you got for me today, Lord, but I'm gonna be there. I'm positioning myself. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna be kind. I'm not gonna hit him over the head with a Thompson chain 40 pound Bible. But I'm gonna use a bit of wisdom, right? Just got to love on people. When you go to the cashier, you go, hey, listen, that table there, I'm going to pay for them. So, oh, do you know them? No, no, just. It opens up. It's a spirit of generosity. It's a flow of life. Amen. That's what he's anointed us to. 
not to be spiritual gluttons. I just want more and more and more and more and more and more. Until I've seen, look, I've been, I've been in a lot of revivals, moves of the Spirit. Since the early 80s, I'm telling you, it's not about damming it up. I saw Garden City Church. We went there every night for weeks. They went from over 2,000 people to 1,000 in three months and then took another five years to try and recover so they could help people. I'm not against the move of the Spirit, hear me. I'm not bagging it. It was wonderful. As I said, we pioneered this church from one of those meetings. So I get it, right? I love it myself. I've been to Brownsville. I've been to, to England. I've been to... Um, uh, in, um, the Gotts Church, um, I can't think of the name of the place at the moment, but, you know, I've, I've been to those revival meetings. I've, I love it. I absolutely love it. But if it stops there, it was a waste of money. It was a waste of my time. It was a waste of my future. My growth in God was stunted. At that point, I dammed up that spirit. And it was all about me. Give me more, Jesus. More, 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 more. And I know Jesus is saying, what for? You're not using what you got. And doesn't the Bible say that if we're faithful with the little things, he'll uh, he'll entrust us with much? Now, you and I, we want much, amen? We love God. We want His presence. We want as much as God as we can get, but we're not, it's, it's useless to us if we're not faithful in the little things because He has anointed us too. Amen? Let me pray for you today. Let me pray for you. Father, I, I love you. I pray for each one here today that, that the Spirit of the living God the spirit of the living God, the anointing of God would be upon each one of us, Lord. Each one of us every day, but that we would position ourselves, that we would take the opportunities that you present. Lord, don't give up on us. Don't give up on us. Give us another chance to let you flow. Allow us to connect to the source. Lord, we're pipes that flow life into a hurting and broken world. There's no plan B. No plan B. It's us. It's us. We're your church, the body of Christ, the bride of Christ. It's us. And Lord, I know your heart breaks because if we don't do it, it's not going to happen. If we don't get up and rise to this hour, our grandkids, our great-grandkids may not even have a church to go to. Amen. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand this morning. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. 
If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.